Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Live Stream Sunday School for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church. Thank you for being here this morning. My name is Melvin Gaines. We're going to go ahead and get started. First of all, we allow people to get settled in with a little music, as we've been doing for the last couple of years or so. Uh, here it is, I Really Love the Lord. This is by Dr. E. Dewey Smith at the House of Hope in Atlanta. Thanks for being here this morning. We appreciate you being here. Amen. 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 Good morning, Ronnie. Thanks for being here this morning. Time marches on, stops for no man. <laughs> Amen. simplest lyrics, right? Amen. Emphasize the word victory, amen. Amen. Victorious. We have victory in Jesus.
Amen. 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 Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being here this morning. Good morning, Kelly. Thank you for joining us this morning. Amen. Amen. I have to save this for a greatest hits. It's a simple song. Gets the point across. Amen. Amen. Appreciate you being here this morning. There we go. Amen. All right. That was Dr. E. Dewey Smith. Uh, from the House of Hope in Atlanta singing I Really Love the Lord. That's a song that we all have grown up with and heard for many, many times and many, many times in the past. And it's a, every now and then it's really appropriate to sing that song just to remind yourself of how good the Lord is. And, and He indeed is good and He's faithful. And it's uh, appropriate because we have to emphasize the word love in our communication when it comes to the love of Jesus and how we're to love each other. And I think that that's a good lesson for today. Uh, But we also have an important lesson in Sunday school today to look at as well, too, about faith, because your faith is being challenged on a regular basis because of, one, living in the world, and two, uh, and your love is being challenged as well, too. And because we're in the flesh, we sometimes uh, uh, do things that out of fear that will take us away from fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So we'll kind of look at that very closely today. That's going to be the primary focus of today's Sunday School lesson. Um, Let's do some announcements, though, before we get to that point. Uh, We um, this is our third week back in church uh, after being home for a couple of years. And it's really, really good to be back in the house of the Lord and proclaiming his goodness. We. made a uh, decree, uh, albeit uh, it's not a written decree, but we made a decision that we were going to keep doing live stream Sunday school no matter what. 
because of the fact that we have a number of people, a number of our friends who found us online while we were at home uh, doing worship and praise, and, and we wanted to keep them engaged and keep them so-called in the fellowship. And it's important for us to keep that in mind as we are prayerful that we just remain focused on the Lord Jesus Christ no matter what we're doing or no matter where we're going. And I think that that's ultimately what we as a church want to continue to do. Uh, we want people to be involved in church, but we also want people uh, in the uh, perimeter of our church, those individuals who are not actual members, to at least know who we are, what we're all about. And if you're welcome, you're welcome to come here and visit with us. We appreciate you doing that. Um, Let's do some announcements. First, Pastor Gus does have a message that's available for viewing online. Uh, that'll be available in the Akron Alliance Fellowship timeline following Sunday school this morning. And it is a continuation of his study on the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, he's got it labeled as part three. Um, and so it's just a continuing discussion about the Holy Spirit. Uh, I pray that you just uh, engage. For those of you who are not going to be in church, you're going to get a very abbreviated message online so if you want to hear more of the message uh, in church come here uh, Akron Alliance Fellowship Church 688 Diagonal Road Akron Ohio we appreciate you being here for that but that will be available online after Sunday school is completed um, the other thing is to remember your tithes and offerings because we want to make sure that we are taking care of the business of the church r relative to paying the utilities and all those things that need to be taken care of and also having the benevolent amounts for offerings if people want to come along and if they're in need, we want to be able to help them where we can. But we want to make sure that you indeed are engaging in uh, tithes and offerings. For those of you who are not members of the church, you would mail your tithes and offerings to Akron Alliance Fellowship, 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. Um, an amazing thing has been happening since we've been broadcasting online as well as going back to church. We've We've kind of kept up with our offerings. We, are, are, we haven't really had a fall off, which has been a really, really amazing thing to see. And I, I'm very prayerful that that will continue that way and that God will bless. And you always pray about what you're giving. Amen. You always pray about what you're contributing in the church. But at the end of the day, it, it is money given for the benefit of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. So we appreciate you giving that consideration. And with that in mind, do you feel like you have the victory today? Because that's exactly what this song was talking about when we're talking about loving the Lord. We are living in victory, but how do we live in victory? We live in victory by, we ex by exercising faith. Faith is what's really, really important. We're going to look at that in our study today uh, in the book of John, chapter 4. We're continuing in John, chapter 4, and we've got... Uh, a lesson here in verses 46 to 54. We're going to go ahead and pray first and get into uh, the lesson today. So let's go ahead and look to the Lord with a word of prayer. We'll get started. Father, thank you for this time that you've given to us to look at your word, Lord, and now just sit quietly with the members here in church and also those online. Lord, we want you to speak to us right now through the power of the Spirit. We want you to speak to us as to the importance of faith and even challenge us, Lord, in recognizing the importance of faith in you and how strong our faith is. Lord, we are challenged to just have a mustard seed worth of faith and that will be important when it comes to recognizing who we are. But Lord, we even want more than that. 
We want greater understanding as to how you would have us to live in faith for you. And perhaps it's as simple as just believing in what you say to us through your word. We thank you, Lord, for the challenge and we thank you for the teaching. We thank you for the instruction. And Lord, that your words be used and not mine as we go through this study. And we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, everyone, turn your Bibles and electronic devices to John chapter 4. We're going to look at verses 46 through 54. John chapter 4, verses 46 through 54. And good morning to all those who have joined us online. We appreciate you being here. Good morning, Jackie. I have my coffee. <laughs> so um, let's get started. John chapter 4, verses 46 through 54. Not a lot of verses, but the content is explosive. There is a lot here for us to unpack when it comes to this dialogue between Jesus and the government official. And the government official is one who is coming to Jesus for help. And we're going to read through the passage, John chapter 4, verses 46 through 54, and then go back over it and unpack it a little bit and just talk about how important this whole message is about what Jesus is doing. So let's look at this closely. Uh, this is the New Living Translation we're going to be reading from, so please follow along in your versions. Verse 46, As he traveled through Galilee, he came, he being Jesus, came to Cana, where he had turned the water into wine. There was a government official in nearby Capernaum whose son was very sick. Verse 47, When he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and begged Jesus to come to Capernaum, excuse me, to heal his son who was about to die. Jesus asked, Will you never believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders? The official pleaded, Lord, please come now before my little boy dies. Then Jesus told him, Go back home, your son will live. And the man believed what Jesus said, and started home. Verse 51, while the man was on his way, some of his servants met with him, met him with the news that his son was alive and well. He asked them when the boy had begun to get better, and they replied, yesterday afternoon at one o'clock, his fever suddenly disappeared. Verse 53, then the father realized that this was the very time Jesus had told him, your son will live. And he and his entire household believed in Jesus. This was the second miraculous sign Jesus did in Galilee after coming from Judea. Okay, that's verses 46 through 54 in John chapter 4. Let's unpack this a little bit. Let's talk about the government official. Let's talk about who he is. And of course, this is a continuation of this message and ministry of Jesus that John goes through in this uh, book. And, of course, he refers to Jesus as the Son of God, and we need to know that John's role in the Gospel is to uh, not repeat everything that was also mentioned in the other Gospels, which are synoptic, but at the end of the day, Jesus is being proclaimed as the Lord here, and he's the Son of God, and he is, being, he is the one who has the ability to do miraculous and amazing things. And I think that we also need to do the same type of way of uh, looking at Jesus from our standpoint here uh, when we look at what Jesus does for us personally. Jesus does a great deal for us personally. He does things for us that are amazing and they are, frankly, at times miraculous. 
And we need to see that. But let's look at this government official. Back to verse 46. As he traveled through Galilee, he came to Cana, where he had turned the water into wine, which was the first miracle that we know about recorded in Scripture. There was a government official in nearby Capernaum whose son was very sick. And when he had heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and begged Jesus to come to Capernaum to heal his son who was about to die. Now, who was this government official? Government official, somebody in government, someone in authority, someone who had uh, standing uh, in Herod's service, King Herod's service. Now, I want you to pick up on something here. We talk about Capernaum nearby. Capernaum nearby to Cana is 20 miles. 20 miles. Now, for those of you who heard my message when I was talking about uh, how I had to walk 10 miles and it took, an, it took 90 minutes for me to get from that place where I was dropped off to my house. Well, 20 miles, that's a long time too. And they didn't have clocks back then, but I'm going to guess it took about at least three hours or so to take cover that distance, all right? Maybe even longer because you know, it really depends on what they were walking on. If you're walking on sand and if you're walking on dirt roads, it's not the same as walking on pavement, okay? So it's a little bit more taxing, a little bit more tiring to do so. 20 miles. He walked 20 miles to see Jesus. He went from where he was. He found out that he was going to be in Cana. And he addressed Jesus as Lord. Look what it says uh, in verse 49. The official pleaded, Lord, please come now before my little boy dies. And he's equating the fact that if, if Jesus could come to Capernaum and heal his son, the son would live. Look at the faith of the government official. Jesus had not been around for that long. And yet he made the decision to believe that Jesus would indeed heal and provide healing for his son. He put himself as a government official under Jesus at that moment, even though he had authority over Jesus because of who he was. That's the ultimate statement of dying to self and living for Christ. Because it didn't matter at that very moment that he was a government official. It didn't matter that he had authority over Jesus, he made the decision to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and trust in him and say that, Lord, you're the one who can heal my son. Now, what you need to also understand here, too, is that this is just, even though this is a one-on-one with the government official that's taking place, it was more than just a favor to this one person. It was a sign to all the people um, that needed to see what was happening here. This was just another sign that was taking place. And you'll see the result of this as we get further into the study. John's gospel was written to all humankind, anybody who reads the book of John, to urge faith in Christ. Not just try to make a convincing argument, but compel and urge people to acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord. 
And some of us need to be urged to do that. Some of us need to be urged to make a statement for who Jesus Christ is. Because we know in our state, in our fleshliness, in our areas of want, in our areas of selfishness, in our areas of recognizing that what we do, or when we recognize that what we do is more important than following Jesus, we need to sometimes recognize that Jesus Christ is the reason why we're here. Jesus Christ is the reason why we indeed live for him because of the gospel, because of the truth, because of how he died on the cross for us. And we need to make sure that we understand what John was trying to do here and talk to people. John was just talking over and over again in not just this book, but the other books he wrote as well too. First John, Second John, Third John about the love of Jesus and the importance in believing in Jesus Christ. And this particular section of the scripture talks about faith in Christ. Faith. The question to ask for today that you should ponder is, where is your faith? Where is your faith? What do you truly believe about Jesus? Where is your faith? Faith is not doing something because someone tells you to do it. Faith has to come from your very core. It has to come from you. It has to come from where you are personally in the Lord Jesus Christ. I can tell you all kinds of things about Jesus, but unless you internalize them, unless you make a rational decision, because that's what faith is. It's faith is a rational decision to believe that what you're being told is true about Jesus. Now, this government official had faith that Jesus would do what he claimed to do. He claimed that he was the Messiah. He claimed that he was going to be the one who would show the world that he indeed had come. And so we need to see that. And that's important for us to recognize. Um, my lovely bride put online a passage uh, in Matthew. To go to Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, for those of you who are here in this audience. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. And this goes back to what I had mentioned earlier when I heard, when I used the word mustard seed. Um, and mustard seed, oh, excuse me, mustard seed faith is something that we need to recognize and see. But it says in verse 20 of Matthew chapter 17, uh, because of your little faith, he told them, for I assure you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will tell this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And he was referring to the time when the disciples were trying to drive out a demon. They couldn't drive it out. And he mentioned in verse 21, however, this kind does not come out except by prayer and fasting. So let's just look at it from a standpoint of what faith truly is. Faith truly means 
that as we exercise our faith and look to the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to be prayerful. In many cases, we need to fast over what we're praying about, especially if it's extremely hard and difficult. And we need to trust that Jesus is going to follow through and do exactly what he says he's going to do. When I ask you the question, where is your faith? That's how you need to address this matter of faith. That's how we need to address what's going on here. And online, my wife put up the information about Jesus uh, healing a boy with a demon. And he actually did successfully heal the boy. The disciples had trouble with it. But this official from, who came from Capernaum believed, and because he believed, Jesus was going to show him the results of his belief, the results of his trusting in who Jesus was. And let me tell you something about this, because remember, he came from Capernaum to where Jesus was, walking over 20 miles. Because he believed that Jesus would do exactly what he was going to ask him to do. The faith was already there. The faith was already present in his mind. He knew, he had confidence that Jesus was going to heal his son. Before he even got there, he made the decision to go to Jesus knowing that the end result in his heart was that Jesus was going to answer his prayer. That's faith. That's what faith really is. Believing that God is going to do something before you even utter the words, before you even finish the thought, you have to believe that Jesus is going to accomplish exactly what you envision because he's true to himself. Jesus has character that is unassailable. He's true to his word. He's honest about who he is. He does what he says he's going to do. His word is corroborate, corroborates his character over and over and over again, especially when you look in the Gospels. It's corroborated everywhere, Old Testament, New Testament, no matter what. But at the end of the day, he does what he says he's going to do. And this government official not only believed, go back to verse 50, John chapter 4, verse 50. Then Jesus told him, go back home. Your son will live. And the man believed what Jesus said and started home. Now look at this very closely. He went home. He demonstrated his faith. He believed that without even Jesus having to go and show up in Capernaum, the official thought that Jesus had done what he said he was going to do. Just by his words, everybody. Just by the words spoken, he believed. That's faith. 
It isn't enough for us to say we believe that Jesus can take care of our problems. We need to act as if he does. We need to act and live as he does. I've, I've used the example many times about the prayers for my dad when he was sick. My, my dad never got sick with COVID, but he had all kinds of stuff going on. He had cancer, and it just came down to fervent prayer. It came down to meditation on his word, God's word, and believing that God was going to heal my father. And this was over a process of a year. That's the one thing we have to recognize, too, is that things don't happen miraculously, instantaneously. Miracles can be stretched out over time. They can stretch out over time. But yet the tumor was getting smaller and smaller. My dad was still weak, but he was gradually gaining energy and strength. This is after constant prayer. This is ongoing prayer. And finally, he had the final surgery to remove what was left of the tumor. And this was a course of a year's worth of prayers, and my dad was healed. There's no cancer. Praise God. So my dad is a testimony from that standpoint. And he indeed can heal. Now, the great mystery is that not everybody is healed in the same way my dad was healed. I'm totally sensitive to that. I totally get that. I understand that. But we've got to understand something about the God that we serve. He's always up to something. He's always into something. He hears our prayers. And sometimes the healing that has to take place in our lives is spiritual healing. And we have to recognize that too because these bodies that we have, we ain't keeping them. They're changing. Thank the Lord for that. Amen? We don't want these bodies in heaven. It's like, boy, that would be a... Boy, I got jobbed on that. <laughs> I still have the body that I have in eternity. That's not going to fly. We know these bodies will be changed and praise the Lord for that because we need new bodies. Our bodies are breaking down. And we recognize that. So we were thankful for those new bodies when we get them. But we need to understand that Jesus wants us to understand that we need to act as though he can take care of our issues, that he can solve our problems. Act like he can do it. He can do it. We know he can do it. And so that's what we have to be reminded of as we look at this passage and look at other passages as well too, that Jesus indeed will act. When you pray about a need or a problem, live as though you believe Jesus can do what he says. You, if you give a half-hearted prayer, guess what? It's not going to be effective. You have to believe and have faith that God is going to answer those prayers. In other words, you pray not because I'm telling you to pray. You should pray because you want to pray. You want to seek the Lord. I can make a strong suggestion. But at the end of the day, it's your faith that has to be the one to grow in Christ. Now let's look at this more closely about how amazing this faith was of this official. Because looking at John chapter 4 again, verse 50, 
That is a beautiful thing. Jesus told them, told the official, go back home, your son will live. And the man believed what Jesus said and started home. He started that long walk back home. Believing Jesus was going to do what he said he was going to do. The father, this is from a commentary, F.B. Meyer says this very beautifully. The father had such faith in our Lord's promise, he started off at once on his homeward journey, needing no further assistance that all was going to be well with his son. That was the end of the conversation. No further assistance. Now, 20 miles of walking, he could have stopped off somewhere at an inn, stopped off somewhere to rest, um, because there would have been ample time between the seventh hour, which is one o'clock, and nightfall to get from Cana down to Capernaum. And the commentator says, why would he hasten? Why would, you know... He didn't run all the way. He clearly was walking. But he was walking in confidence that Jesus was going to do what he was going to say he was going to do. The boy was living, doing well, since the master had what? He said so. He said so. What kind of faith do you have? What kind of faith do you have? If you were in the government official's shoes and you were asking for healing for someone in your household, would you believe him? I would say some would. I would say some maybe would have a hard time with that. Because there's no one else out there that can heal the way Jesus does. Nobody I know Doctors, when they perform surgeries and do things to us, they frankly are working with the hands of Jesus if we're praying that way because they don't heal anybody. Jesus does. They're just doing the work. But the spoken word was sufficient for this official. He was sure. Thank God, gladly took the opportunity to get a night's rest, sleep off the effects of long watching, intense anxiety. Remember, he was watching over what? His son. His son was dying. He was watching his son deteriorate over time. He was watching his son get sicker and sicker, becoming gravely ill. Imagine the load off of your mind when you see the healing. But what about when you don't see it right away? What about when you don't see the healing right away? What about when you don't see the results of Jesus' healing? Are you still confident in his healing power? Do you believe that he's going to do what he says? When the servants met the officials, the official, excuse me. Go back to verse 51. While the man was on his way, hadn't gotten home yet. On his way, some of his servants met him with the news that his son was alive and well. 
verse 52. He asked them when the boy had begun to get better. And they replied, yesterday afternoon at one o'clock, his fever suddenly disappeared. Then the father realized that that was the very time Jesus had told him, your son will live. And he and his entire household believed in Jesus. The very time that it was spoken, it was corroborating the official's own conclusions that he had already made. He already knew Jesus had healed his son. This was just corroboration. This was just adding to and the testimony that when Jesus speaks the words, it is done. It is finished. He indeed was healing. And of course, what was the result of that? The entire household of this official believed. The entire household believed because they saw what? The evidence. And of course, the official went home and told them what had happened after his long journey. What a happy family that had to have been. Can you imagine the rejoicing that took place in this household? Remember, this official was under Herod. So these were not Jews that we can speak of. These were people who were working on behalf of Herod. These were people who were indeed recognizing healing that had taken place because of God's spoken word. The nobleman may have been Chusa, Herod's steward. Let's go to Luke 8, verse 3. Luke chapter 8, verse 3. And we see may have been. We don't know for sure. We're speculating, but that's what we believe if we look at scriptures and try to go through pieces, parts, and see that here. Verse, let's see here, verse, verse 3. Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, Susanna, and many others who were supporting them from their possessions. Now that's very interesting. So that's speculation. Don't know for sure. Might be. But we know that Joanna was one of the ones who was following Jesus around, right? So there was influence that already was taking place in that household. Or Manaim, Herod's foster brother, which is in Acts 13.1. We won't have to turn to that. But everybody here that we're referring to, all of us, Jew or Gentile, we have the ability to exercise faith in Jesus. All of us have it. It's not a special thing that the Jews have. We all exercise faith in Jesus. The challenge is, where is our faith? Where is your faith? All of us have the same simple faith in God's Word as a promise for us. A promise that he will deliver and do what he says he's going to do. 
and faith does indeed grow. Remember we talked about mustard seed growth? 20 miles of travel. The official wasn't even home yet. Distance was no problem because Jesus knows who all of us are. He has the mastery over time and space. Doesn't matter how far anyone is. He knows who that person is. The official had to know that Jesus knew exactly who his son was. He just said, please heal my son. Please heal my son. Come back to heal my son. But Jesus already knew who he was. There is no limitation to what Jesus Christ can do to help us. If we're in a foreign land, and let's, let's think of the worst possible scenario. If you're in a foreign land internationally, the worst scenario is you lose your passport. Well, that ain't cool. <laughs> and there's nothing to joke around about. But Jesus is immediately what we should be doing to pray and say, Lord, help me with this because this is going to be a tough situation. But there's no boundary of time and space when it comes to Jesus. No boundary of time and space. He can do anything. If it's in His will, He's going to do it. If it's according to His will, He will do it. He will accomplish it. The fervent prayers will help. Oh, that example, because I see Heather was praying about the child who was missing, Gideon. Now, this is over in Cambodia. And so Heather asked for people to pray for Gideon's safe return. And here we are in Ohio. And the child's missing in Cambodia. That was missing for a few hours. Well, Gideon returned safely after much prayer and just lifting it up to the Lord. There's a perfect example of how our Lord is not restricted with time. You know, Cambodia is what, 12? I don't know how many hours ahead it is. It's... 12 hours? 12 hours ahead of us. He's not restricted by time. And he's certainly not restricted by space. We serve a God who's the God of the universe. Where is your faith? That should challenge you that if you have this teeny tiny faith, you can grow it a little bit more. The official's faith grew we go back to verse 53, and the father realized that this was the very time, that was the very time that Jesus had told him your son will live when he was told when the child was getting better. He and his entire household believed in Jesus. Well, you have to understand there's a time and space thing here too because he hadn't gotten home yet. So he had to relate to his family what had happened. That they saw, whoever was there, they saw the child was living and getting better and walking around doing whatever. And when he relayed the information to them that he got better the moment Jesus said, your son will live, 
the entire household believed. Believed that Jesus was indeed Lord. So the official asked the help. He believed enough to ask Jesus to help. He believed Jesus' assurance that his son would live, and he acted on it. And then he, he and his whole household believe in Jesus. Faith is a gift that grows as we use it. Faith is a gift that grows as we use it. But we have to use it. In order for a plant, in order for a flower that you buy to grow, it has to have what? If it's outside, it has to have some sun and it's got to have water. If you don't put water in the plant, it's going to die eventually. Our faith has to be nurtured and tilled like soil. And in order for us to grow in our faith, we have to have that nurturing. We have to have water. It grows as we use it. We can learn a lot from this government official. And I trust we have learned a lot. Verse 54 in John chapter 4 says, This was the second miraculous sign Jesus did in Galilee after coming from Judea. And you notice how in this passage that John also referred to the first miracle that took place, the water changing to wine, in the same city where the two were speaking, the official and Jesus. Now, eventually, Jesus was going to wind up in Capernaum. He would kind of camp out there. But he traveled all over. But we want you to see how nobody was taking cabs back then. Nobody was using Uber or Lyft to move about. It's a little over 20 miles. It's about 25 miles from my house to this church. If you're driving, it takes about a half hour, 25 minutes. But if you're walking, we'd still be on the road coming to church this morning and probably wouldn't make it (laughs) unless you start very early. (laughs) But we need to see the faith of the government official and how important it is for us to have that kind of faith, believing that Jesus is going to do what He says He's going to do, and believing even before we see the results. Because that's where we are with faith. Believing before we even see the results. Let's pray. Father, we are just so thankful for Your teaching. Lord, may we exercise the faith that we have in the same way that the government official believed before he even set out to seek you, that you would do the things that you said you would do, that you would do the things that you said you can do. And Lord, may we be obedient to you, that we remain in fellowship with you, to believe and trust in the truth that you give to us each day. 
Lord, we want to be stronger in our faith each day. We want to believe each day that you indeed are Lord, that you indeed have the victory over Satan. Help us, Lord, to put away those things that make us fearful, but believe and trust in you in all of these things. You are a gracious God. You're a patient God, too. And Lord, I'll just speak for myself. You're patient with me. And I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, though, in my life and the lives of others who trust in you. Bless us, O Lord, and help us to grow in our faith as we believe that you can do all things and that you have done all things for us, for our goodness, because you love us, And Lord, we just want to be your servants as we look to you. We give you praise and thanks. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. For those of you online, thanks for joining us today for another edition of Livestream Sunday School. God bless you and take care of yourselves and stay tuned online for Pastor Gus's message, which will be following right on the timeline for the Akron Alliance Fellowship Facebook page. Take care of yourselves, everybody. Have a great week. Like you said, Jackie, take care. We'll see you next time.